Hi, my name is Shandell Short and welcome to my podcast where I will share all of the things that I am obsessed with. Self-love, healing, health, humor, and helping others navigate through the messy and magical chapters of this thing called life. I'm a small town girl who's always had a curious mind and committed to breaking glass ceilings. I took a rock bottom moment to uncover everything I could learn about the invisible threads that hold us back in life. On this podcast, I will share my perspectives. I will engage in thought provoking conversations with some of my favorite people, maybe inspire you to ask yourself questions, heal something from your past, connect you with like-minded people, or take that big leap that you've been wanting to take. There'll be lots of real talk. Think of it as sitting down with your big sister. No topics are off the table, so be prepared to be challenged, encouraged while you learn. Hey, if you've been wondering what day I'm going to post my podcast, me too. I have to admit, I've been trying to find the right flow of what day to record, um, do all the background work and get it posted. So I'm going to aim for Monday mornings. Uh, Today is Saturday because I don't want to skip doing a weekly message. And as you're going to hear in this message today, I truly feel that this message was divinely guided and meant to come out. So if it has to be on a Saturday, so be it. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about when I got angry with God. So there's going to be some God context in this. There's going to be some spirituality and some topics that might be a little far-fetched for some people to think about. And that's okay. I respect where you are in your life and your beliefs. And I also ask for the same in return. If you do choose to listen, I ask that you do so with an open mind and do your best not to judge me. But I, four years ago, when I started what I call this spiritual awakening or self-love journey, it really started years ago, but when I started to awaken to it was about four years ago. And it started with me getting extremely angry with God. When I started to really come in to understand things, I had been in a relationship that was crushing my self-esteem. I had been back at church for a while, a little while. And for some of you who don't know, uh, my dad's family's Pentecost. So I was raised with very um, strong beliefs and my stepdad was Catholic and my mom, I think, was united. So I've always had God in my life, very different beliefs um, on each one religion. So I say like looking back now, I guess I was meant to understand those different religions. And I always felt a really great peace at church. But this time being back at church, um, I'd always been spiritual. Like I always still had God in my life and may not have lived as some people would say like that certain way. Because in the Pentecost religion, it's like you have to be saved in order to kind of be living a god godly life I guess is the way to put it but I've since understood and kind of debunked some of those things that I felt and believed and like I said if that's your belief I'm not um 
criticizing it. This is just my journey. So I'd been back at church, um, been reading some, you know, Bible and I was reading the Bible, doing devotions in the morning, um, you know, praying a lot and I was praying for the relationship to work and it didn't. So I was now living on my own in Ontario, Canada, uh, miles away from family, like provinces away from family. Didn't really have any friends there. I was paying for a mortgage back in Nova Scotia, rent in Ontario, had to get a second job to make ends meet. I was traveling a lot for my career and it was literally probably like in my opinion, it was my rock bottom moment. And I was like, what? the heck is going on here? Like, God, I'm back in church and this just seems to be getting worse. Like, it was, so it was one night I was driving home on the 401. There was transfer trucks everywhere. It was rainy. It was dark. It was scary. Trucks were all over the road. I was crying and I was just like, seriously, like, I, because I always used to like pray, obviously, in situations and, um, like my grandmother said, you maybe you only call on God when you need when you need him, but which wasn't the truth. But uh, at this moment, I did, and I was like, "If you're there, like seriously, are you even there?" And I remember being so angry, like I just was like, said so much things on that drive home, like talking to myself, like you're probably not even real, like. And there's a movie called Oh God, I'm gonna forget about it. I'm gonna forget the name now. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes, but. This popped into my mind. You can't be angry with someone who doesn't exist. So I was like, okay, so truth. I was like, all right, well, get me home. If you can just get me home, like this is a start. Get me home, make, be, help me be safe, whatever. So I, the next morning I woke up, it was Saturday. I had to go to my second job, work all day, get home, grab a bottle of wine because that's what I did at the time. And I was just trying to suppress probably guilt from being angry with God the day before. I was exhausted, burnt out, all the all these things. And that was a coping that I just knew to do. So the morning comes, it's like, I don't know, seven o'clock morning, woke up out of a dead sleep with this voice. Like I could not shake it. And if you've ever had this before, you know what I mean. If you didn't, you're going to think that I need a straight jacket. <laughs> That's okay. But this voice had said, get ready to go to church. And I had been told about a new church that was like not far from where I lived. And I was going to check it out. And I kept putting it off, of course, to check it out because I was in this state and kind of being ignorant, putting it under the rug, like a lumpy ass rug, I guess. And my breakdown on the highway should have been, uh, should have been a key to what was going on. But I was like, I'm not going to church. Like I'm not in the mood today. I'm exhausted. Anyway, it would not leave me. Got up out of bed, went to church and the message that morning was exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm not making it up. And on top of it, they The pastor came out, he had like ripped jeans on and sneakers and the music was like fun and exciting and not what I remembered from church. And listen, like I, I'm going to keep, I'm not going to keep saying this. So I'm just going to say it one more time. If your church is not that, that's okay too. But I was, it just felt so much more aligned because what had been happening was I was going back to church 
but I had probably matured, uh, obviously, let's hope we did, I did, but I had matured, I had grown, I had learned new knowledge and had more wisdom. And so some things that they were saying were not sitting well with me. And we're taught like anger is bad, you know, like we can't be angry. Then on top of it, you really can't be angry with God because like, I mean, that's like the epitome of like sin, I think, or it was at least in my mind. Like I can't be angry with him because like, I don't know, like is this, as, as wild as this sounds, like my little girl mind must have thought that like, if I'm angry with God, I'm not going to make it into heaven. Like anyway, God love her. But I, the message that morning, I'm not going to remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty much my notes that I took from it were your relationship with God is yours. Nobody can tell you what that's supposed to look like. Nobody can tell you what's right or wrong with it. The most important thing is that you develop that. Like you learn how to develop that. And a lot of times we were not taught how to develop our relationship. We were just told what to do and what we shouldn't, what we should and shouldn't do. But that beliefs were changing, things were evolving. And the message was kind of, I guess, to the church that morning, like the older generation needed to be less judgy of the younger generation. And I got that because growing up, like in my dad's church, like, you know, you couldn't, if you drank, it was like something to be ashamed of and you shouldn't drink. And I just remember even at a young age being like, man, they're talking about wine in the Bible. Why is it such a bad thing that they drink or... But that's evolved now. And it's it's evolved that, you know, it's not a sin to have a glass of wine. And I know this is wild. It's taken me years to understand that those ways of thinking are wild. But it is what happened. So that church morning, after that, everything changed. Then I felt okay to work through my emotions with God. And I posted an emotional scale on my uh, Instagram the other day, Shendel underscore short underscore, if you're not following me and you can see it on there, I will post in the show notes as well, but it's an emotional scale and anger is above shame. Anger is above some other feelings. So what happens is that depression and all that, when we can get above those and we would get to anger and feel like it was wrong, it'd push it all back down again. And you just kind of like live, like I said, like kind of in this autopilot of how we should and shouldn't be. And, and I'm not saying this is for all people. I'm just saying this was my experience. So with that, I started to ask a lot of questions. I started to blend my spiritual practices, which I had, which was like journaling and meditating and sage and crystals and I started to like bring them into my day and it was like is this okay God like I remember this and I like laughed and could about it now is this okay if I use this and it was almost like I can just imagine him being like yes child this is okay like and the fact that I believed these things that it wasn't okay is also crazy <clears throat> but with that then I felt like I would get intuitive nudges I would call them of like next steps I could take to develop my intuition. And one of them was to stay single, which I did not like. And four years later, I can see why. But at the time, I did not like it. Uh, I had been, you know, in a couple of toxic relationships and really didn't want to be alone. But 
really what was driving behind the staying in relationships that weren't working with trying to make it work was because, or accepting less than I deserve was because like, I thought I had to check this box. I thought in order to be like moving forward in life and successful, I needed to check this box. So what, what I would say happened is like everything fell apart. Like I started to question everything. I started to let go of my old beliefs, question them. And then I got the nudge to uh, quit drinking for a year. And I could see that I was, I didn't have an, I didn't have an alcohol problem. I had problems I was trying to solve with alcohol. So I gave up drinking for a year. And, um, after that I I can have a drink now. I, I cannot, like I can choose to, to take it or not, but I know when I, okay, I'm drinking for the wrong reasons or I'm, this isn't really serving me right now. So I don't get to the point of like, I need a drink. And I also don't get to the point of um, where I used to get with it. So it was almost like we healed that part. But honestly, I could probably give up alcohol forever and I would probably be okay with it. And maybe I will get to that point. Um, But through all that, it was like to get healthy, like to work through my emotions, to, to gain healthy habits, to look after my body because like my heart and my soul and my intuition are where I find the answers, like within me. And that is like, I would say intuition, your heart center, which is like pretty much where everything comes from. Your answers come from is your soul. Your ego is your head and your body and like what you think it's supposed to look like, what you think you're supposed to do. And it's also com- all those thoughts that you have in your head are like messages that you might have heard or been told since you were little. Okay. You can think of one maybe in your mind that like when you're, maybe it's when you're insecure, like what's that message that your mind is telling you? And I'll give you an example of mine. So when I went to go start the podcast, all I could hear was like, she talks too much. She's annoying. And when I was a little girl on my report card, I always had, she talks too much. Shocker. But that was replaying in my mind. Like, I can't talk. I can't share this stuff. Like, I'm annoying. Like, people don't want to hear me talk. I'm supposed to stay quiet. Like, good girls stay quiet. Like, and, you know, good girls don't get angry with God and good girls, you know, are, don't talk about this stuff that I'm talking about. Like all those messaging came through. So for you, you can sit and think about like, what's one that you were told, you know, like I had a conversation with someone not that long ago and they're really struggling with wanting to do something on their own in their own business. But you know, they were taught that they need to stay, stay in the corporate environment. It is safe. It is what people do. It is a check mark. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I also have a corporate job. But for this person, it was like a very limiting belief that although they have an amazing idea and would probably make three times more money doing this, and they would be so good at it, they literally can't let go because this voice in their head told them to take the safe path. And of course, it's the safe path. But is it really? Because we're seeing layoffs all the time. So this was a conversation with a friend that I had. So 
our ego is those voices, right? They're the things that hold us back and it's not always bad, okay? It's not always bad. Sometimes they they can serve us. But when I talked about those healthy habits and breaking free of the conditioning and literally just learning to love yourself, for me, the biggest change happened in my life was when I realized that God, universe, source, whatever it is, that I don't have to be a certain way in order to get that love. Love does not need to be earned. I do not need to live by the way someone else tells me to live in order to be loved. And by doing that, it it woke my soul up. It was like, yes. And I, and I think that I... I like visualize God like clapping, like just like, yes, she gets it. And so I gave up alcohol, the stay single thing. I'm getting healthier. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in my body, following through on my dreams. And even to get a dog, like I felt the intuitive nudge to go get a dog. And it like divinely happened that I got him, picked him up. And and fast forward uh, about six months later. I'm walking and I hear this message, Reiki. And I'm like, okay. So like I'm supposed to take Reiki or I'm just supposed to go like get a service. Because I had been asking like how can I, I had opened the coaching business and I was like, how can I better serve people? Like how can I become more authentic and help them through their things? And so I was intuitively guided to this woman and I said, hey, can you get on a call with me? I don't know what I'm, what the answer is going to be. I just need to kind of talk you through it or talk to you and see if this feels right. As soon as she started talking, she was laughing. She was like, yes, this is completely normal. I had this happen. And so I had reached out to another girl. I'm backtracking now. I had reached out to another two people before that and it didn't feel right. Like I could just sense it. It did not feel right. So I was like, no. And then this third lady was like, yes, absolutely. Got on the phone with her. And it was like, I felt this like knowing in my body, like this, like chills all over my body. And I was like, yes, this is it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And she goes, well, I have a training coming up in three weeks. And I was like, perfect, let's do it. And I said, I want to do it because I want to be able to help my coaching clients. And if she listens to this, she's going to laugh because she was like, that's amazing. It will definitely be able to use in your coaching practice. But I'm pretty sure that most people that take it, it ends up being a massive shift for themselves. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I've been doing a lot of healing and I'm in a pretty good place. So I've worked through a lot of stuff, you know, therapy, coaching, all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm good is what I end up thinking. And man, I had no idea at that point. No idea. Because some of the wisdom I'm sharing with you about how my beliefs changed and all of that, like catapulted when I took Reiki. And here's the thing. I had taken Reiki twice before and because I felt getting called to it. But I would get in there and I still had this old belief from religion that it was wrong, that this was like the wrong thing to do. Really that like intuition wasn't right either. Those were like witches, you know, witches had intuition and, you know, we know what happened to them. They were drowned or burned at the stake and it was horrible. So like I could not have intuition. That's like an old belief that was coming up. And so I would keep praying about it and I would keep stepping into it and it would keep working out. And one thing to say that I questioned, I was like, okay, I need to know. We need to have a connection here. We need to have a sign. Like we need to have things. 
So like there'd be synchronicities. Like I would like see reoccurring numbers all the time. One, 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 two, 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 three, 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 five, 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 four, 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 like one, two, three, like whatever. I think it's not all of those. It's like, I would always see five, five, five and, um, four, 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 like at different times in my life. So I was like, okay, is that, that's weird. Why do I keep seeing that? And those are synchronicities. And that's the way that I believe that spirit, um, speaks to us. So I started following this and I was like, okay, if this goes off track, like if this is not aligned with like God, like you need to tell me because I felt divinely guided here, you get the picture, right? So I was a little bit like my ego and my soul were kind of like in this match of she can't do this, uh, that's witchy stuff. And my soul would be like, well, I guided her here. So, and then my soul would be like, yeah, but maybe it's like the devil guiding her. I can't make this up. And then I'd be like, well, and my soul would be like, well, okay, but it's the same feeling like that. And I would sit there with these questions and ask myself, and if I thought I was going nuts, I'm not even joking at certain times, but I would write a lot about it. Writing was my outlet and I would move through that emotional scale a lot with some beliefs and thoughts, or I would sit with it. I would pray about it. And then I would be woken up out of a dead sleep. I would get answers in meditation I would have conversations with people. I'd get random texts from people that were like just when I needed to hear it. And a lot of these people were godly people. So I knew that it wasn't made up. Like I knew that there was something happening here. I knew I was making a connection between like my healthy lifestyle, activating my intuition, my healing my relationship with my ego, connecting with my soul, and God being a part of it because my faith was building. So I was leaning into it. When in this Reiki class, I can't even make this up again. I know I'm saying that, but we ended up going through a whole chapter of religious traumas. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I don't have any of those. Well, yeah, I do. I did. I did. And still do at times. And this was one of it. The idea that Reiki was wrong. And this will be wild for some people to understand, but this Reiki that I took was the newest upgrade of Reiki called Holy Fire 3 Reiki. And the other Reikis that I took were great and wonderful, but they were not connecting with me in the same way as this one was. And the, I think the reason is that I've come to realize is that this was a download. Like I said, it's going to be wild to believe, but the Reiki 3, Holy Fire 3 Reiki was a download from Jesus to a Reiki master who was like sitting in meditation on top of a mountain for days and, or whatever, maybe I don't have that story right. But anyway, it's pretty much that. Like he was sitting in meditation, got this answer and was like, holy cow, wow. So now I'm in this class and I'm like, whoa, this is insane. Insane to believe. What followed after that was even more wild. I've had meditations where Jesus or what I would have envisioned him to be, I guess, um, what I've been told he looks like, I guess is the best way to put it, handing me a new heart and saying it was time to let go of a lot of things and that I was going to help people heal theirs. And I was going to, in around, like in some way I was going to end up talking about God. And I remember being like, uh, uh, sorry, I'm not qualified. That's not me. Not happening. And now here I am with this podcast today 
that I knew from the beginning of the week I was supposed to talk about, delayed it all week, couldn't make the other podcast work, and now here I am recording it. So I'm not always going to talk about God, but it is such a big part of my story because until I was able to break free, and I'm not saying that the beliefs that I were taught were all wrong, but they did not sit right for my soul. And I talked to a cousin of mine and we had no idea we were on a very similar journey. We'd never talked about it. He also was very much into this. What was going on with me was also very much going on with him. And when you kind of open up to this and talk to someone about it, I realized that there was a lot of people going through it. So that's why I know I need to talk about it because if there is someone going through it, like you're not crazy, you're not losing your mind, it's okay, you're, like you're going to get through this. This is, this is like, it's, it's wild how many people have this journey. Very different. It looks very different, but it's all still very much the same. It's like healing and health and intuition and connecting with your soul. Like I said earlier, I'm repeating myself now, but we get... My cousin and I were questioning something and someone had asked from the church a question and both of us kind of didn't know how to answer it in the proper way. So I prayed about it to God. This was not odd, like I mentioned earlier as well. And I was like, how do, how do we respond? Like, how do we, you know, almost like we felt, felt like we had to like fight for our belief kind of thing. Woke up out of a dead sleep (laughs) again And it was like, Shandal, do you know that bananas are yellow? And if you know me, you know that I need to like be precise with it. So I'm like, well, they're only yellow unless you pick them too when they're too, when they're not ripe. And then they're kind of green. And I promise you that I like, God has loving eye rolls or lovingly sighs at me often because I was like, okay, okay, you're right. A banana is yellow, right? So he said, great. Well, if someone... And the fact that I even tell, I'm telling you that I have conversations with God is going to seem wild, but I'm writing about it. So this is not like he's sitting there talking to me. It's a, it's like an intuition and knowing, and I'll do a whole podcast on intuition, but have this intuitive conversation that it's like, if you know a banana's yellow and someone tries to tell you the banana's red, are you going to argue with them that banana's yellow? And I was like, No. I might think they're colorblind. (laughs) I might like wonder why, but like, but he's like, but that doesn't matter. They see their perspective and you see yours. It's not your job to change their perspective. It's not your job to convince them of yours. It's your job to love one another despite your differences. And I was like, okay. And it was like, lead by example. So I was like, okay. And also the other message was, there's only one God. And I had asked earlier in the week or week before whatever, like, why do, why is it okay to use like universe, God, source? Like, is, is it okay that people use the name and why is that happening? And <clears throat> the answer to that, and someone had asked me why I sometimes use the word universe But this is the answer I got when I asked the question. There is one God. Every religion has different beliefs. And they may call him something different, but there is one God. 
what happens is that people push their belief on other people and it makes them question themselves. They feel unworthy. You know, they're sinners, they're failures. They're not the good girl or the good boy. And it instills fear. So it just is like, it pushes people away from it. It's just like, I don't even want to talk about it. And then, you know, it's like every, people turn their back on believing there's a God. And I get that. I was there. So it's okay to use the word universe because if you have to feel that that's what it is, source, whatever, that's okay to use that word because some people have been so turned off of the image or thought of God and his love. And if that has happened to you, I am so sorry. I remember I said to someone one day, well, you know, I, I said a prayer for you. And they said, oh, trust me, God doesn't want to hear from me. And I felt that like in my heart. And I was like, why do you think that? And they were like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure the way I'm living my life isn't really something that God wants me to be prayed about. He's going to say that's your own fault or, you know, you should have lived this way. And I was like, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. But I just want to remind you that God does want to hear from you. And I'm not religious. I wouldn't say that I'm a religious person. I believe that religion has its place. I don't shun churches. I think that to each their own, I have had to come to a place of healing to love and accept that other people will have different beliefs than me. And that's okay. We can still love each other. And But the message of I don't have to, like the banana is yellow. You don't need to prove it. And there is one God and that we've pushed each other away from believing that it had to be something else was very much to me it's like it's it's we've put too much ego or it's also called the human thumbprint on who God is we've told people having an intuition is wrong but everybody has one so if you have one and you've thought that was wrong, maybe you feel like there's something wrong with you. Like for me as a little girl, I knew that I've always had some type of connection, but I could never talk about it because I thought it was wrong. I thought that it was evil or it wasn't right or was it God and I didn't have enough of a relationship. I wasn't taught how to build a relationship with God. I was taught what it was supposed to look like. And that's from generations. That's not like blaming my parents by any means. That's just like generations passed down. And when you can get back into your own body, I guess is the best way to put it, get out of your head, and you do that by connecting to healthier habits, by learning to get uncomfortable, learning how to work through emotions, stop thinking you have to check boxes. Like your life has a purpose, every single one of you, yeah, even you. Your life has a purpose and everybody's purpose is different. But if you're constantly operating from a place of should, could, would, ego, achievement, chasing certain things, your soul's on autopilot and your ego's driving the bus. So healing is important when it comes to health because you can break free of who you think you're supposed to be 
and realize that a lot of the things you were taught about health are not actually healthy. Like, carbs are not bad. Shocker. Food's not bad. Of course, it's learning what feels right in your body. And for me, it's been learning a lot about energy. And Reiki really connected me with that. So I've now been able to take the parts of myself that I hid and thought that they were unacceptable and brought them forward and was able to feel confident in my own belief system and not feel like I had to change or explain or judge other people's. And that is like a superpower for your intuition. So if you're always seeking those things, I'm repeating myself here a little bit. So if you're also seeking those things, it's okay. It's just about starting to become in awareness to it. It's starting to say, hey, you know what? I'm constantly failing at relationships. They're not working for me. And instead of always blaming the other people, it's like sometimes we need to bring self-awareness back. Like for me, I needed to bring self-awareness back. I was more interested. I thought I needed to check boxes by a certain age in order to be acceptable instead of stepping back and learning when I learned to love myself. Now I know that it'll be a completely different experience for me in a relationship. I know what I need is not necessarily what I want. Or what I want is not what I need, I guess is the best way to put it. But all the answers that you seek, it's the craziest thing ever. And I remember someone saying this to me and I did not get it. And now I experienced it this morning in the most full circle way. Some of you don't know this, um, but I have was diagnosed with anxiety also around this time. So now when I look back, I think that a lot of my anxiety was about this. It was trying to get my attention. And I'm not saying that anxiety is not real. I'm not saying that depression is not real. It's very much real, and if you need medication, definitely go get it. I'm not a doctor, so just this is just my opinion, okay? So with me and my story, with me, my anxiety was debil- debilitating at times. And it was the times where I needed to snap out of my ego and more into my soul. Uncertainty was a really big trigger for me, is for many people, and... I have learned through these past couple years how to heal my nervous system and that my nervous system has been with me since I was a little girl and my nervous system even though like I said back in episode one the body keeps score so if you grew up with like a lot of kids and which I did there was a lot of kids it was a lot of moving around and it was like it was fun it was awesome it was loving But it was chaotic to my nervous system because the truth is, is that I'm the type of person where I need my alone time and I never had that growing up and I'm blessed. Trust me. I am so blessed to have the big family that I do. I love it. Now I have the best of both worlds, but I learned to listen to myself when I need a day to sit back and just be quiet and be still. I learned to do that and it's learning your nervous system and how to heal it, how to deal with your emotions and how to feel emotions is also healing your body. Healing is not because someone broke me. I mean, I haven't been healing or you're not, you don't need to heal because someone broke you. It could be because 
you know, you're, you're, you're burnt out, you're stressed out, you're constantly rushing, you're constantly feeling unfulfilled and, you know, like you're doing everything for other people. That is a belief that you have that gets you there. And we need to slow down. And sure, that happens with age, but it also happens when you start to become conscious. Many people are living from their ego and it's an unconscious place. And in an unconscious place, we're unable to, we're not able to hear our intuition as much. We will miss information. Someone could be telling us a story and if we don't believe it that way, we can't even expand our mind to see it. And it's like, you know, fighting the bananas red or yellow, like it's constantly at war. But that's like, doesn't have to be. And I know that might sound a little deep and woo-woo, but with my anxiety, I sit here this morning and the past couple months have been like quite a bit of uncertainty. Normally I would be really stressed out and panicking, trying to control situations. And I was sitting here with so much peace this morning because I asked God and my intuition, which is God, but I asked, what is my next move to do? What do I have to do? Where is this going? What am I supposed to do with this? And it was like, this is your time to trust and be patient. You've done the work of manifesting. You've done the work of healing. You've done the work. It, it will still continue. Don't get me wrong. It will still always be an, an evolution, but this isn't my fight to fight right now. What I'm in right now is not my fight to worry about. I will be guided. Things will work out the way they're supposed to. And that is a massive leap for me. I never would have been able to be that person. And I think people in my life are more worried than I am. But I've never felt the level of peace that I have today. And the strength and trust in my intuition and faith in God. And I just want to let you know, if you are also at a stressed out place, a dark place, tons of uncertainty, and feeling confused about life, it's okay. But you're not alone. I know it might feel like it. And I know it's very scary. But there are ways that you can help yourself to heal and Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, God is there for every single one of us. Even if you don't believe in him, he's there for you. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. We just finished another podcast together. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your takeaways, what were your favorite parts, or continue this conversation. Head over to my Instagram. It will be listed in the show notes. Let's continue to grow together. With love, Shandell.